Awesome, awesome. awesome. Oh, okay. <sighs> well, uh, man, uh, it today actually felt like, you know, it reminded me that I live in Seattle today mm-hmm. and last night. I don't know if you got this. It rained like all night, it seemed, uh, yeah. last night. Um, just flooding by our, by our, uh, by our place, not in anyone's house, but just on the street. Uh, but I, I feel like it was kind of, you know, got the mood of the city for a little bit. The, the Huskies lost yesterday. Was it, I know hit some people hard. Yeah, Cougars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, we live right by the, the University of Washington. So you can tell there's like a, a somberness, uh, about the area. Uh, but not so here to, uh, this morning, right? We're here to worship God. We're here to, here to hear the word of God preached. Yes. And uh, I'm really excited to, again, just to share what God's put on my heart. I shared last time we were together about, you know, you know just uh, getting older. <laughs> and tomorrow, and I uh, referenced it last week, tomorrow, you know, as my uh, spiritual birthday. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, tomorrow, 12 years ago, uh, I became a Christian. And so, obviously, around this time, you know, milestones, you, you kind of just reflect, right? You reflect on, you know, the last, for me, the last 12 years. And uh, it's kind of funny. I just had a moment this morning after I got out of the shower, just kind of sit and reflect on, on, on where I was. 12 years ago, right? The, I remember the night before I got baptized, I remember uh, uh, I studied, had the, the last Bible study, um, and uh, the brothers at the time were driving me to my uh, apartment. And I just remember sitting in the back seat. I remember just leaning back, they had, uh, uh, leaning back and looking out um, out of the, I don't know how, I guess the car, I guess their back window was just weird. I was leaning back, I can see straight up into the sky. And I just remember looking at the stars and, and just, just thinking about God as I was driving home. And, and I'll never forget that night. And there's a bunch of other little things uh, just a, along this 12-year journey, things that I'll never never forget. Um, obviously, you never forget the, the day you're baptized, the day you become uh, a Christian, a disciple. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget how cold the water was. I'll never forget, like, you know, thinking I was going to drown, like, coming out, like, I, because of the shock to the system. Um uh, I was just thinking about all kinds of things. I remember what I said. I remember seeing, you know, my my cousins who, you know, we have a long history with. I remember them seeing in the back uh, uh, as I was sharing for my uh, sharing for before I got got baptized. Uh, I remember that was in 2006. Uh, I remember the the first person that uh, I met and um, helped become a Christian um, uh, in 2008. I remember. My first uh, encouragement date that I went on, for those that know what those are, that was actually four months after I became a disciple. I, I was totally against uh, uh, taking uh, sisters on dates. Um, I got discipled on it and got helped, but it took four months before the first, my first one. Um, I remember, you know, dating for the first time, dating my wife in two, uh, July July fourth, um, two thousand seven, uh, asking her to be my girlfriend uh, at a Hawaiian. Um, Hawaiian party in Vancouver. Uh, I remember moving to LA in 2008. I, you know, I always dreamed about moving to LA as a, as an adult and being able to move there. And the Lakers winning the title that that same <laughs> summer was awesome. I, actually, no, they won the next year. I remember they went to the finals for the first time. Um, they lost to Boston, which I'm glad Hannah isn't here because he's a Celtics fan. Um, but I remember that. I remember getting married in Woodland Hills, California, 2009. Um, the LA church was just a little bit, uh, a little bit over 300, um, nowhere near the almost a thousand that it is today. But I remember the whole church being there. I remember, 
I remember as my wife was walking down the aisle and her dad is walking her down and he lets out, lets out this big sigh like <laughs> as he's handing her <laughs> off to me. Uh, I'll never forget that. Uh, I'll never forget uh, going on our, my wife and I going on our first mission team to San Diego in, 2000, uh, in 2009. Um, I love San Diego still to this day. Um, we always say that you know, when we retire, when we get, when we get older, to move to San Diego. Have great times. I remember uh, moving there in 2009. I remember um, my son being born in 2010 in the kingdom. You know, uh, mm-hmm. never forget that day, 2010, August 29th. I remember moving here to Seattle, 2016. Um, again, I always wanted to move to Seattle. And when the opportunity came, you know, we, we jumped on it. And I remember uh, just the feeling of um, we're, we spent two or three months driving every weekend, driving up to Seattle from Vancouver. Uh, finding apartments, trying to find a, a place. And, and I remember four days before I started my job, we actually found our apartment, moved that weekend um, by ourselves. It's just, it's just crazy. We didn't have a lot of stuff, but remember that. And I uh, remember today, you know, 2018, you know, here uh, this morning, uh, after um, two years, a little over two years of just memories here in Seattle. And I'm um, here in this, mo- this moment, you know, um, uh, it's preaching this morning. Uh, this is uh, sermon number 25 of mine. Uh, for those that don't know, I, I had this uh, plan to accomplish 30 feats um, in my 30s. And um, writing 30 sermons was one of the feats. So this is number 25. Uh, you yes. guys get to hear this morning. But again, I say all that to say there's a lot of memories, right? A lot of memories in this past 12 years. And so as I was uh, this week, as, re- as I was reflecting, I said, you know what? You know, there's a lot of memories. I don't, I, I don't uh, by no means uh, think of myself as someone who has a great memory. You know, you know, you hear about the people that have photographic memories and can remember anything. That's not me. And, and but I started thinking about how our minds work and how memories work, and um, how so often in the Bible, the the Bible calls us, God calls us to remember things a lot. Yeah. And so I thought we talk about some things that that we as as Christians and those that want desire to be closer to God. Uh, talk about some things that we need to, as uh, those people need to remember. Um, so I'm excited to share with you. The, the title of the lesson this morning is simply, Remember the Time. Um, borrowed from a Michael Jackson song that's very, uh, uh, little, little throwback for you guys. Uh, I remember actually, you know, when that, back when music videos used to like debut like on prime time, I remember when that, that music video debuted with, you know, Maddie Johnson and all, all these people in the uh, Michael Jackson music video. Um, snap. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time, as I was saying. Uh, God obviously calls us to have great faith. He calls us to, 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 um, to live a life uh, that, that um, uh, in his name and his honor, but he calls us to remember things. Um, and turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4, all the way in you know, Old Testament. God calls us to have great faith, but he, but he calls us to have great memories, um, to have great minds. And so I thought we'd talk about that today. Remember the time. And uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, we begin our journey. Deuteronomy chapter 4, this is Moses talking to the the people. And uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, Moses says, Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. And here we see Moses talking to the Israelites, and he, he's, he's, he's stressing an important thing on God's people. And he's saying, hey, um, 
Pay, uh, watch yourself closely. Do not forget the things that God has done. And if there's anyone, any group of people that, that should have great memories of what God has done for them, is the Israelites here. Um, this is the, the, the people that have seen great things, literally uh, miracles uh, in front of their eyes. They've seen the, the ten plagues. They've they seen uh, the, the, uh, the, not only the, the Red Sea uh, parted, they've seen um, the, the Jordan parted as well. They've seen so many great things that God had done in their lives. Moses said, hey, do not forget what, what you have seen with your eyes. And he says, do not let them fade from your heart. And not only that, not only you need to teach them to their, your children, and you need to have your children teach it to them as well. Uh, the first point this morning, guys, is remember the miracles. And that's what Moses is, is impressing on the, the people here. He's saying, remember the miracles that God had done in your lives. Man. Remember that. Now, if I'm in the crowd, I'm like, man, there's no way I'm going to forget that. Like, I'm not going to forget, you know, frogs, you know, uh, jumping all over the place, uh, water turning into blood in front of my very eyes. I'm not going to forget the screams that I heard at night as the, the uh, Egyptian children uh, and their families realized that their kid, their firstborn, had died, mm. right? I'm, there's no way I'm going to forget that. And, and I'm for sure going to tell my children, right? And I know we all have, you know, those family stories that we've heard and passed down from, from um, our parents and, and you know, we, we, we share and we talk about them. You know, I'm already, you know, talking to, to my kids about crazy things that happened to me. I'm trying to uh, instilling them a, a healthy fear of nature um, <laughs> and, sharing, and sharing those stories. But we, we all we all can uh, relate to that. And here Moses is saying, do not forget all the things that you guys have seen. Do not forget the miracles that God has done in your lives. And um, the, the biggest and first thing that, that we need to remember that God calls us is that to remember the, the miracles. Um, I was doing some some studying about you know how how do you how do you remember things? How, you know what are some tips and tricks that, that you can do to to help you just have a great memory? Because again, I, I don't have uh, the best memory. And you know one of the first things that you know all psychologists they agree on is that hey you have to focus. Like it's a, it's a simple thing that can that you can kind of throw out, but it's 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 necessary if you want to have a great memory. You have to you have to focus. And one of the things they say is that oftentimes. You know what makes us makes uh, us um, what what makes it hard for us to remember things is that we go through life not trying to remember things but trying to understand them. Mm -hmm. And they said instead of trying to understand what's going on, just focus on remembering what's happening, right? And I know for me that's true. I'm the guy I try to overanalyze and figure out why why this is happening, why what's going on here, instead of simply just remembering that it happened. And that's one of the things that most uh, psychologists they agree on is hey, instead of trying to understand. You know something that has happened. Just simply remember that it happened. And with God and, and, and miracles, like we just need to remember that miracles have happened in our lives. And I'm sure we can go all down the line, right? We can talk about a lot of the, the amazing things that God has done in our lives, the things that He's freed us from, the things that He's shown us, guys. And there's definitely not enough time to talk about that this morning. But I know. Um, the, oh, actually, the question I want to ask you guys is like. Are you going to remember those things? Are you going to focus on those miracles on a daily basis? Are, are you remembering, hey, this is what God has brought me from. This is the great thing that he's done in my life. God calls us to remember the miracles. It's the same for the Israelites as we're reading, and it's the same for us this morning. Uh, turn me to 2 Peter chapter 1. Awesome. Come on, David. Do you remember the miracles that God has done in your life? In 2 Peter 
chapter one, Peter is is, is having a, the, a similar conversation with uh, our brothers and sisters in the New Testament. In Second Peter chapter one, in verse ten. Says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Uh, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right for, to refresh your memory as long, uh, as long as I live. In the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as the Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be ever able to remember these things. So here, Peter understand, uh, get the, uh, understand the very important things that we're, that we're uh, talking about here. And this is St. Peter, that, again, he's seen his share of miracles in his life as well. And he's saying, hey, make every effort to make your calling election sure. This is a, this is a scripture that we've read. Uh, most of us read many times, right? Make every effort to make your calling election sure. But here's how we do it. He says, we need to remember the things that God has done. Remember what God had called, had called us to do. And he said, Peter is saying, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I keep reminding you of, of these things. And it's not, it's not a bad thing that we need to be reminded every now and then. I know for me, you know, my wife reminds me of things uh, very often. Um, but we need to be reminded uh, sometimes about the miracle that God has done in our lives as well. And Peter understood this fact. And so for you, it's like, are we remembering what God has done in our lives on a daily basis? When you wake up, when you re reflect, are you thinking about the miracles that God has done in your life? Are you, are you thinking about those things? Or is your mind preoccupied? Peter calls them to make their calling and election sure. Again, no. I believe one of the, the many things that, that keeps us from remembering the miracles is that we're just trying to understand, you know, what's going on in our lives, like many psychologists believe. Instead of just remembering the what God has done, we're trying to understand, you know, why this happened, why why this person is being being mean to me, why why I'm not having success in this area. We're trying to understand these things and not remembering the miracle that God has done uh, with us. And for me, you know, I, I had to sit and reflect, you know, what was the first time uh, that I realized, you know, God's love for me? You know, what was the, um, and how much he cared for me? Like, how did it feel? And, and I, as I was thinking about these things, I realized how, how little I do that in my life. That I sit back and think about, you know, uh, how God views me, what he thinks about me, how he feels about me. Um, it, it's so easy to, to lose track of that. And so I'm very grateful that we're able to go to this marriage retreat coming up this weekend. And it's the time just to kind of just sit and just reflect on, on you know, on marriage and, and get to, you know, share and talk with other married couples. I'm looking forward to that. But it's, it's a time where, you know, you just remember, you know, the one fact, not to forget that you're married, but you just remember the, the how awesome it is to be married. You get to sit and just take and, uh, and assess, you know, your marriage and be able to reflect on it. And uh, reflect on the memory, uh, the memories, and uh, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the fact that you know, you know, I, I know that you know, uh, I love my wife. Obviously, I know that I care about her. But do I feel the same about God's word? Do, do I do I love God's word? Do do I care about the word of God? And I realized that man, that directly uh, affects how well I remember the scriptures. How well I, um, how well I uh, 
take it in. No, uh, no, our memories are, are, are a funny thing. So I have a challenge for you guys. Come on, David. Um, to really be interested in what you're learning. You know, again, I was reading this, this uh, couple of these papers written by these uh, psychologists, and they said, hey, one of the things that, that hinders uh, our memories um, is that a lot, of, a lot of times the things that we try to remember, we just realize we're not very interested in. Like if you're interested in, in things, you have a better chance of uh, memorizing and remembering them. And I'm like, wow, that's really convicting. So I'm like, man, if I have a trouble, trouble memorizing or remembering scriptures, do, does that mean I'm not interested in them? <laughs> and be real, a lot of times that we're not interested in the scriptures. That's why we don't remember scriptures that can help us out of jams or that can remind us of God's love. But I want to challenge you to, to fall in love with the Bible. Fall in love with the scriptures. To be interested in it. You know, I know just by merely saying it, it's not just going to happen. You really got to spend time, right? You know, again, I go to relationships. What what relationship that that's an, a great one in your life uh, is great just overnight, right? It takes time. It takes you to build memories. To, to You got to spend time with those people. And it's the same with God's Word. You got to spend time with God's Word. If we're going to memorize it, if we're going to uh, remember uh, the great things God has done in the Bible and in our lives, we got to spend time with God's Word. I want to challenge you. To, be, to fall in love with the Bible. Spend time uh, in God's Word this week. And if you have been, add, add some extra time. Add some extra time in, in your times with God. And intently look uh, into the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. If you do that, your, your chances of remembering not only what God has done, but God's Word uh, will greatly uh, increase. Uh, the second point is that we got to remember who, uh, we, uh, who we are and who we were. You got to remember who we are and who we were. Turn with me to Isaiah uh, 43. Come on, David. Obviously, we need to remember the miracles, but we need to remember who we are and who we were. In Isaiah 43, verse 3, the Bible says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush uh, and Seba in your steed. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Uh, and I love this scripture, but the, I wanted to break this scripture down because there's a lot that God is saying uh, through this passage. And one, it says, hey, it says, uh, I will give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your steed. And we know about Egypt, right? God gave, uh, gave uh, the plunder of the Egyptians. Uh, he he uh, rescued his people from Egypt. And we understand, you know, you know that's a great testament for, of God's love for his people. Um, but what about Cush and Seba? Now, a lot of people, you know, uh, you know they, they see Egypt as, hey, he delivered his people <coughs> from slavery, right? And we can all relate to that. God has taken us from darkness uh, into light. But Cush and Seba was what was uh, taken uh, after the uh, Israelites were uh, taken out of Egypt. And uh, the land of Cush and Seba were, were lands that were rich in resources, rich in minerals. Um, and God gave, gave those lands to his people. So not only did God rescue his people from, from slavery, he also gave them prosperity. He gave them, he took care of them, uh, he took care of their needs. And so here he says, hey, not only is uh, the Lord our God, but he's going to take care of us. He's going to not only take us from darkness to light, but he's going to take care of us uh, and take care of our needs. And isn't that one of the things that, that causes us to struggle is that 
we think God won't take care of us at times. Yep. We think that God, you know, forgets us or won't take care of our needs. So then we try to do it ourselves. Yeah. But here we see that, hey, no, God's like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm not only going to take care of your afflictions. I'm going to take care of your needs as well. That's he right. says, and why does he do that? does that? He says, because you are precious and honored in my sight. And the reason I say is remember who we are is remember we are pressured, precious and honored in God's sight. And for me, again, you know, I struggled with, with the acceptance, you know, growing up and, and it, it's a battle at times to uh, uh, now. But a lot of times it's hard for me to internalize the script, this scripture right here that I am precious and honored in God's sight. Because yeah. we look at the world, guys, we look at the world and they, they, the world says that we're, we're, you're not this, you're not that. You don't have this, you don't have that. It's, it's, and it's easy to, to give into that. But here the Bible says, you know, you are pressure, precious and honored. In my sight, and us, uh, and he second, second, he says, "I'll give people in exchange for you, um, nations in exchange for your life." You know, we just watched. Uh, 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 we had a date night with my wife last time. We watched a uh, movie, Skyscraper, Skyscraper, uh, with The Rock. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, it plays this, you know, uh, ex FBI, ex ex. That's everything it seemed like. Um, <laughs> but one of it was uh, a hostage negotiator, right? He'd go in, you know, and uh, the scenes, I don't, want, I don't want to spoil the movie, but um, he's dealing with the hostage situation and it doesn't go well. And so that that's it, that scars him, you know, throughout the movie and it carries uh, all the way to the end of the, the, the scene. And I think about having, you know, in real life dealing with like hostage situations, right? And, and trying to work with people that, that are, and trying to um, kind of exchange exchange things to for hostages and things like that. Like I, I man, I it, it freaks me out just even thinking about. It. I can't yeah. even imagine the type of pressure that is. But here, God says, "Hey, I'll give people in exchange for you." God has no problem. Like we are precious, like in God's sight. You and we see that in the Old Testament. We see God doing that. We see God taking you know people, ungodly people, out to rescue His people. But we see that, and it's so hard for us to correlate that to now, that to think that God will do anything to save us, wow. and mm-hmm. and uh, and it's those times, it's those, these things, these instances that we need to remember when we don't feel like God loves us, when we don't feel like God is looking out for us, because it happens, guys. Let's be real, right? Uh, I know each and every one of us at times have felt like that God wasn't there, that God wasn't listening. But here in the scripture, God is, is, we're not only precious in God's sight, but God will do anything for us. And so my challenge for for this point is is clear. So I want you to write down three things about yourself. Um, Three encouraging things about yourself. Now, I've done this like in in workspaces and work uh, environments, and it's it's hard for people to write you know good things about themselves. Right, it just shows how how much we're 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 beat up and we beat ourselves up. I want you to write three three encouraging things about yourself. And after after listening, I want you guys to reflect on those things daily. Reflect on those things because those are that's just a piece of not only how God feels about you, but God. There's there's so many things about us that that God loves. We just need to think about, uh, we need to think and reflect on those things. It says, and, and for this and many more, this, this is how God sees us. You know, all the great things that we think about ourselves, God not only thinks that about us, but, uh, but uh, uh, exponentially. Uh, we need to reflect on those more, guys. We need to reflect on, on how God views us more than we are. 
Um, my third and final point is uh, obviously after remember after we we remember who we are and who we were, uh, we need to remember the times, remember the quiet times. As I should say, remember the quiet yeah. times. Uh, and you know, you know, we're we're in a crazy time right now, guys, uh, in the world. Like I, I know, if, you know, uh, uh, folks that that have experienced past generations, and you know, there's always there's always a, a crazy time. Um, that we can say we live through, but it's, it's a crazy time right now, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you heard the news about the, the folks that were killed in Pittsburgh uh, yeah, yesterday, yeah. Um, and it seems like you know every month, every couple of weeks, there's, there's there's people just dying. Um, there's this this uh, create. I, I want to butcher the stat, um, but there's even a stat about you know how many you know kids have died you know by gun violence uh, just in this year alone. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I'll double back on it, but it's, it's, I heard this crazy stat about just the, the, the amount of uh, kids that, that are dying by gun violence. We live in a crazy time, guys. And uh, I feel like as Christians, you know, sometimes we can be sheltered in a sense, you know, to what's going on in the world. Because obviously, you know, our, our focus, you know, uh, we're, we're doing our best to focus on God, focus on, on you know, our walk with God. And we can kind of at, at times be sheltered from the world. Yeah. But it's very important that, that we realize just the times that we're in. That, that we realize that, that the world is getting darker and darker each day. And I know a lot of folks are saying, hey, you know, you know, uh, peace and, and all this stuff. Hey, like, do you think come to bring peace? Like, like yeah. things, things, like things happen so that we can see how good it is uh, in Christ, right? Like, it's, it's, if things were, were great all the time, like, we wouldn't have an inkling or a desire to, to be close to God. Um the world is getting darker and darker each day. Um, do we realize that? Um, uh, and do we cherish the moments that we have right now w- with those that we love? Do, do we take time? And I remember, every, again, every time, you know, a tragedy happens, you know, uh, especially when uh, when children are involved, you know, I think of my kids and I'm like, man, like, you never know when uh, tomorrow's not promised. You never know what can happen. Uh, and are we cherishing, you know, the moment that we have with our kids, with our loved ones? Um, but I believe not only in tragedy, like God calls us to to have that heart, have that that time of reflection daily, regardless of what's going on. Um, you have to turn there, but in Joshua chapter one verse eight, um, the Bible says, "This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therefore day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein." For, uh, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. And uh, the, the uh, passage is talking about how important it is to meditate uh, on God's word, um, to make sure that, that you're having great times with God. Because God, the, 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 uh, the, it's dark outside, you know, it's yeah. darkness in the world. And when we, have, when we reflect on our times with God, it's then when we're able to get that strength. But if we're not spending time in the Word, if we're not reflecting on the Scriptures, guys, it's going to make it that much harder to go out into the world and, and, and deal with all that stuff that was going on. Um, not this week, but the week before, like, that that was my, like, that was me. Like, I had a really challenging week just uh, just with work and everything that was going on, like, pressures and everything like that. And I remember there was a, there was a day, I think it was uh, two weeks ago, on Thursday, I was having a conversation with my wife. And she was saying, like, she he, she made the statement that, that uh, it, it, of course, it, it made perfect sense, but I, I didn't even think of that at the time. It's like, do you, it's like, do you realize that, you know, 
that's how the world operates, right? I was talking about this, you know, work drama that we I know we all can um, relate to, and she was saying, you know, yeah, like you, I think you forgot forget that you're you you working in the world, like the, the world <laughs> operates on a different level. And when she said that, I remember this lesson that my dad had shared with me um, shortly after I became a disciple. I was having challenges uh, at my job at the time. I was working at that furniture store. And we had this new uh, boss that came in. She came from, you know, San Francisco. And, you know, we we had started that store from scratch. And so we had these things that we had put in place. And she she came and totally, like, wiped everything out. Like, we're starting things different. I'm trying to explain her, hey, this is how we've been doing it. It worked. And she wasn't wasn't listening. And uh, I remember being so frustrated. I remember just... in my heart sinning in my heart against her like you know thinking bad thoughts about this person and i remember i i, I got open and, and uh got got some 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 clarity i remember talking to my dad about it and uh and he he um he said he made this uh um he gave me had this saying he said hey you know you you cannot you can't expect people in the world to hold to the same standard that you do as a christian like it's it's one, it's unfair, but it's, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic to hold people to the same standard um, as you are as a Christian that when they don't have that standard as well. And then from then, I just kind of clicked, and I was like, oh, of course, and it made it easier. But I had forgotten that, and I was reminded of that a couple of weeks ago by my wife. I'm like, yeah, like the world is dark, guys. If we're not close, if we're not in the Bible, if we're not really you know, uh, striving and, and digging into the Word, uh, we're going to forget that. We're going to forget that the world is that, and uh, that was me. And, you know, the Bible is not some relic, right, that it's meant to, to sit on our nightstand or, or meant to, to be open when, when we're stressed out. The Bible is meant to be to be meditated on, as the scripture says, daily. And um, so I ask you, like, how are your times in the Word going? Like, are you digging into the scriptures? Are you intently looking into, into the Word of God? Or are you just glossing over the Bible? Are you taking these little, you know, bite-sized, you know, uh, devotionals or, or whatever the, the Bible app, the scripture of the day is, and, and, and taking that as as your 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 time with God? Uh, we need to be intently looking into the Word. We mean, we need to be having great quiet times. You know, we coined that term, quiet times. And time that just means your your time in, in God's Word, reading God's Word, <laughs> reflecting on what He's saying. Um, we need to remember our quiet times, right? We need to remember. It's great to have quiet times, but we need to remember our quiet times as well. Psalm one nineteen eleven says, "I have stored up your word in my heart, that I may not sin against you." Mm. Here, Paul said, "Hey, you, we need to remember the word of God so yeah. that we don't sin, right? Like I don't know about you, I don't want to go around just sinning left and right, like like I like I was before a Christian. Like, no, I, I don't want to do that. Our our quiet times and our times with God prevent us from sinning, guys." says, I've stored up my word in my heart that I might sin against you. Um, one uh, other tip that the psychologists uh, mentioned, uh, they said that you know, a great way to remember things uh, is to simply teach what you're, what you're trying to remember, right. to teach it. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a simple, <laughs> simple tip. And uh, once you know it, right, you know, you know for us, the, the greatest way that we, one of the great ways that we can help remember what we're reading in the Bible is simply sharing what our quiet times. Yep. Sharing what Amen. God is teaching. Are you sharing, are you, one, are you having your quiet times? I hope that's a yes. Are you, are you digging into the Word? But on top of that, are you teaching other people what you're reading? Right. Are you saying, hey, man, this is, I, I just read this this morning. I learned this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with someone else. I'm going to share with someone else what I'm learning. 
Um, if you're doing that, the odds of you remembering, you know, what you read go up tenfold. Um, and I know we're all going through first principles. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the greatest way to remember those first principles is simply study the Bible. Somewhere. Right. Study the Bible as much as you can and you're going to remember God's word. So I want to challenge you guys I want you, on one of your times with God this week. I want to challenge you to teach uh, your quiet time to someone. And the teach can mean you just, you're, you're just sharing what you learned, sharing your insight, or you're literally like teaching. It's something that you didn't know you're, you're teaching someone. Hey, this is what I read. This is what I studied out. Just with one of your t- quiet times, one of the seven, one of the seven times with God, I want you to, to, to go after teaching someone. It could be someone in this room. It could be someone that you just meet or whatever, whoever God puts in your life. Um, I want you guys to teach one of your uh, quiet times. Yeah. Now, obviously, the Bible talks a lot about remembering, right? Um, and there's some things that the Bible explicitly, explicitly says um, that we need to forget, right? Philippians 3.13 says, you know, we need to forget the past, forget what's behind. Um, I know that's a, a sore subject for, for some folks, just forgetting the past, for, forgetting past hurts. Um, there's things we need to remember, but there's things that we need to forget as well. We need to forget the past, forget, uh, 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 forget past hurts. Um, in Jeremiah 31, 34, if you turn with me there, you know, there's things we need to forget, but it's kind of cool that, that uh, God kind of forgets some things. Um, actually, there's only one, one instance where it's, I think it's, it's, it fires me up that God forgets. Um, in Jeremiah 31, verse 34, Bible reads, No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. You know, when it comes to God, when, when we confess our sins, when we when we become uh, Christians, disciples, like God forgets our sin, right? Isn't that awesome? Amen. Right? Like, I know there's some things I wish I could forget, like I can wipe out of my mind. We're, we're talking about scary movies, and uh, there's a, I don't like scary movies for those that, that are taking notes. Um, so I won't see it and I, I shared I have, I have no problem sharing um, uh, I was watching a really scary movie that, that I was dragged to co- coerced into seeing um, and uh, there's a moment in the movie where like I almost went to the bathroom on myself I was like, <laughs> it, was, it was like <laughs> yeah a little poop almost came out um, and so from then from then like, I, I won't I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't I don't, I don't see, I don't see scary movies, and so I wish I could forget that. I wish I could, I can't forget that. Not in my chair. I, I, I wish I could black that out of my memory. But <laughs> isn't it great? God forgets our sins. God, God forgets things. God forgets those, those things that, that that we at times can can have a hard time uh, forgetting. God forgets our sins, guys. Uh, and obviously, uh, last it was closing on here, First Corinthians chapter eleven. Come on, bro. To see if you guys are still paying attention. We're gonna forget yeah, your <laughs> comment please, there. Please forget. <laughs> please forget that. We won't forget. First Corinthians eleven. First Corinthians eleven. Oh man. In 1 Corinthians 11, uh, starting in verse 17, you know, this is Paul talking to the to the church, because this, this um, message is serving as a community as well. 
And there's some some things that that uh, Jesus called us to remember, and Paul here is calling the church to remember. First Corinthians chapter eleven verse seventeen says, "In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good." Snap. In the first place, I heard that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So then, when you come together, it is not uh, it is not the Lord's supper you eat. For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat? Uh, to eat and drink in, or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in the matter. And we stop right there. So here's a challenge the situation that's going on in the church. And, and, and Paul here is talking about when the church comes together for communion. And for the longest, before I became a disciple, I, I truly didn't understand what communion was. I had gone to churches and, you know, they have the juice and the crackers. And I, you know, as a kid, like, if you're hungry or not, it's just when you take the cracker and the juice. You didn't understand what was going on. And when I became a disciple, I really studied out the, the scriptures and studied out what communion is meant to, to, uh, to, to mean to you. Uh, it took on a whole new meaning. And here, Paul is reminding the church what communion is about because they themselves had, uh, have forgotten what communion was about. And we see that some some folks were were, were uh, eating on their own. Didn't look at look at it as a time for your, your family, your spiritual family, to come together and reflect on the cross. There's folks that had forgotten that, um, just outright started just eating on their own, leaving people out. They had left out uh, parts of their family and forgot the meaning of communion. So here in verse uh, twenty three, it says, "For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you." The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink, uh, drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, uh, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. This is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep. But uh, but if you but if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with, uh, with the world. And so here, Paul is just reminding them, hey, the importance of communion and how uh, we need to be remembering uh, Jesus at this time. And uh, it's no different for our brothers now than, than it is for us today, guys. When we take communion, we need to be reflecting uh, on the on Jesus reflecting and examining where we're at, yeah. and it doesn't mean that hey, if 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 you examine yourself and, and you don't feel right, like you don't take it, like no, you we're here as a family to take communion together. It just means that you just need to to, to get open. Mm-hmm. Um, there should never be a time when you don't take communion. Yes. Um, if you're not feeling connected, that means you need to get connected and and, and take communion. And this is one thing that, that um, again, I didn't understand. I, 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 I missed it. I wasn't taught this. 
And here, uh, Paul is trying to remind the church the importance of communion. That hey, one, we're a family. We're here to take uh, as a family to take communion. We're here to reflect on Jesus. And so, uh, as we as we take communion, guys, I really want you to, to examine it um, before you take the bread and, and the juice. Examine your heart. Examine where you're at. And, uh, and remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. Uh, there's a quote I want to leave you guys with from Sarah Zar. Uh, it simply says, when remembering is done, then forgetting begins. Uh, when we stop remembering things, guys, of course, we're going to forget. When we stop remembering uh, the, the miracles that God has done in our lives, we're going to forget it. Um, when, we're, when we stop uh, remembering you know, how God views us, we're going to forget and start viewing, uh, viewing ourselves as the world tends to view us. Um, if we don't remember our times with God and our times <coughs> reflecting on the scriptures, God, we're going to forget them. Yeah. And if we don't remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, if we don't remember uh, what he went through for us because we're precious, if we don't remember that, guys, we're going to forget. We're going to be uh, cast with the judgment of the world, as the scripture says here. So let's be men and women, guys, that, 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 that remember, that go after having great memories before the Lord. Uh, memories before the Lord and uh, and going after doing everything that we can to make sure that our minds are sharp. Amen? Amen. And with that, let's pray.